Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to this week's edition of Bible News Radio. I am so glad that you're here today and I want to tell you something right now. This show, we're going to try to, we're going to try to stick to a half hour. If we go over a little bit, just so you know, it's because I talked a lot, but it would be worth it. I guarantee it. So I know I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to point it out right now. I know my hair is straight. Okay. I know. You're like, what the heck is wrong with you people? I have to tell you, one of the things I've discovered in my 17 years of doing broadcasting and, I don't know, eight years or whatever on video is that usually people with straight hair are taken more seriously. So that's why I did it. Because today we are going to be talking about an absolutely unbelievable story that broke this week that has had me literally laughing out loud and irritated to say the very least and i'm going to i'm going to tell you something when i started my show 17 years ago in the podcast world i said whatever i wanted to say because i felt like it because i would read an article i'd read a book i would share it i would talk my opinion i would say stuff and and we had an instant audience because you know what people appreciate that authenticity and honestly, though, the last couple of years, what has happened is a lot of Christians and conservatives are being choked, you know, and, and and actually, believe it or not, even some liberals I know who do different things on YouTube and other stuff, they're being even silenced by big tech. And so this week, one of the things that just flat out <laughs> kind of made me humor. I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner was that the Babylon Bee actually got banned by Twitter. <gasps> the horror of it all. <laughs> uh, just in case you don't know what the Babylon Bee is or who the Babylon Bee is. Babylon Bee is a conservative Christian news satire website that publishes satirical articles on topics including religion, politics, current events, and public figures. It's been referred to in the media as a Christian evangelical or conservative version of the onion. If you don't know what the onion is, it's the liberal version of that. Uh, it was founded by a guy named Adam Ford in March of 2016. So it's been around for a while. Uh, in fact, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, one of their, their taglines is the Babylon Bee fake news you can trust. <laughs> we, we, which that makes me laugh because it's funny, right? It's funny. So these guys um, ticked off Twitter, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit about the backstory in there in just a second. But this week, as I was following this story and laughing about it, because I'm like, well, there you go. You know what? I have friends. I can tell you, people that have been broadcasting as long as me, and and not actually not even as long as I have. Uh, their YouTube channels and Twitter accounts have also been censured and flagged. They've been thrown out. Um, YouTube is kind of like Nebuchadnezzar in a way. Um, you know, a couple of us have two strikes. You know, when we get our third one, we're gone. We're, we're going to parlor after this. <laughs> or wherever we're going to go we're, where we're not going to be banned for what we have to say. Um, but, you know, I have friends, we, you know, who have been kind of clandestine in how they're trying to do stuff. A lot of the... 
the pastors that are biblical that teach on these hot talk hot topics have actually began to they they start their broadcasts on YouTube just as an example and then when they want to talk about the you know or the other stuff that they consider conspiracy theories and stuff they jump over to their own platforms which has cost them a lot of money to do right i mean so there is a war and it's a war of ideas Really, it's a it's a it's a war of world view, right? So this week, I was reading in the book of Daniel. Now, here's here's my Bible. It's holy, just so you know. <laughs> I was reading the that was supposed to be funny. Anyway, I was reading the book of Daniel. Um, and if you're part of our Bible reading accountability uh, network of people. Then you know that, but some of you aren't in that yet. If you want to be accountable to to me and others in the community, we want to welcome you and invite you to come and be a part of our Bible reading accountability group. I don't do anything except ask you where you're going to read, and that's it. If you don't read, I don't care. It's not my spiritual life that's going to, you know, I was going to go into hell and basket, but whatever. Uh, it, it's up to you if you're going to read the Bible, okay? Um, but here's the thing. As I was reading this week, I busted up laughing as I was reading chapter 3 of Daniel. So we're going to read this, and then I'm going to tie this in to the Babylon Bee. And, and I will say, here's why the Babylon Bee actually was suspended they were suspended by twitter because they named rachel levine who is a transgender woman i guess um they named rachel levine uh, babylon bees man of the year right um, and we will put up a picture later and you'll you'll understand why the Babylon Bee named this man the man of the year because he is a man, okay? All right, and he is a man, and and I will just state right here for the record, I am a woman, and any other woman out there uh, who has ever bled and had a period, you qualify as a woman. Richard Levine has never had a period, just saying and no other transgender so-called woman has ever had a menstrual cycle. You cannot be a woman, in my opinion, unless you've had a period. Obviously, you know, if you're a younger woman, you're not old enough to have a period. But when you get to that age, when you become a fully grown woman, you have periods, people. Just so you know, you bleed. You bleed like buckets of blood, right? This is what makes you a woman is that you bleed and you grow breasts naturally, not with drugs that are pushed into you and your voice is like mine. It's not deep and everything like that. And taking all that aside, there is a physical test that doesn't even require bleeding to prove if you're a woman, and that is that you can actually stand up and, and bow over and have your head touch the wall and pick up a chair and a man cannot do that me and randall have proven that marcus randall can't do it and i can and it's because of how women are built compared to men right there is there is a biological difference and so twitter the idiots over at twitter and i emphasize idiots fools buttheads that's what they all are they go ahead and they ban the babylon b because they actually told the truth 
aka fake news you can trust, right? Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine. And Randall, I'm sorry, I'm going to read this article because it just, you know, I just have to. Um, I'll just read part of it. I'm going to read the whole thing. But it says here, the Babylon Bee has selected Rachel Levine as its first annual man of the year. Levine is the U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, where he serves proudly as the first man in that position to dress like a Western cultural stereotype of a woman. (laughs) He's also an admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps. What a boss! Rachel's original name is Richard Levine, but he changed it to Rachel for some strange reason a few years ago. Who cares? Who says a dude as accomplished as this can't be named Rachel? This king doesn't care what people think about him. He often wears a dress, which some think is weird, but he doesn't care one bit. Come on, men in India wear dresses, dress-type garments, don't they? Rachel's message is to, quote, be true to yourself, and we couldn't agree more. This man is breaking barriers and showing us all the true meaning of courage. We applaud this precious and perfectly made child of God for all his accomplishments and hope he stays true to who God made him to be. Update. Since announcing this award, we've been told that Levine actually identifies as a woman. We, we have still chosen to give the award as his self-identification has no bearing on the truth. Congratulations, Rachel Levine. And then, of course, Twitter has banned this tweet. And so here's, here's the deal. Twitter... They have banned this tweet that they put out, um, deeming it as hateful, as as as, as hate hateful, <laughs> as hate conduct, you know. So I'm sorry, but you know, you can see there, I'm a woman with real beautiful, luxurious female hair. Compare, look at that guy's hair. Okay, that is not a woman's hair. This is my hair. I'm a woman. His hair. Is a man's, I don't even know if it's real hair. It's, I don't know if it's a hair, if it's a wig. I have no idea. That, those are not real breasts, people. Those are fake. Mine, they're real. Ask Randall. He knows. And, you know, anyway, the point is, <clears throat> the point is, is that if you look at the percentage of the population, according to Wikipedia, which, you know, knows everything, they actually say, that in 2016, from the Williams Institute, an estimated 0.06% of the U.S. adults identifies as transgender. Okay? This is slightly more than half a percent, for those of you who are slightly challenged like me. So we have what we would refer to a a transgender individual as an outlier, Okay, in the world of statistics, and I went to I went to graduate school. I had to take statistics. I got I I passed it. Don't ask me how. I have no idea, but I did pass it. And in the world of statistics, though, when you have a hundred percent, and then you have point five percent or point six percent over here, that is an outlier. Okay, so transgender individuals that's those are outliers. Those are not. They don't fit within the norm of society because they're not normal people. They're not. 
they're not normal. And I know that we're supposed to be sensitive and caring and loving and, and applaud everybody who thinks that they're that. But I'm not going to because it's not biblical, number one. And number two, it's not honest. And it's not helpful to let somebody walk around being all deluded. And you know what? Honestly, I will tell you this week, I was a little bit upset, a lot upset, actually, <clears throat> when I read the news from California. I don't know how many of you saw this, probably some of you, but California has now made history with their first openly trans judge appointed to the bench. Now, this this here, according to Yahoo News, it says here, one of California's eight newest judges is the first openly transgender person to be appointed to the bench in the Golden State. Andy Murdrike, 58, will serve as a judge in Sacramento County Superior Court, filling the vacancy created by the retirement of Judge Benjamin Davidian, Governor Gavin Newsom's office said Friday in announcing a batch of judicial appointments and nominations. Disgusting. This is absolutely appalling. It's disgusting. If you don't seriously don't think we're living in the times of Noah, like, like in the olden days, in the days of Noah, then I don't know how else to break it to you, but we are. And I, and I want to read you something else too. And Randall, I don't have this. I haven't, um, I haven't given you any of this. I'm just going off the cuff here with my my commentary. Even with the first article, you're linked to that, right? But um, yeah, I wanted to uh, make sure here. I'm trying to trying to read this particular thing. I might not actually have the correct thing, but there is an article. Um, that's not it. Okay. Never mind, I'm not going to quote it because I don't have it accurately. But I will just say that there is there is some rabbinical research out there that shows that in the days of Noah, uh, homosexual marriage was normalized, as were homosexual songs and things like that, that advocated on behalf of that. Well, we're living in these days, honestly. I, never in my lifetime, well, I can't say that because I'm an expert on the gay agenda, but... In my father's lifetime, my dad, he just died about a year ago. But I will say in his lifetime, I don't think that he would have imagined the complete nut insanity of what the culture promotes. And don't be stupid, right? Don't be dumb in thinking that promoting homosexuality, transgenderism, and pedophilia isn't of the devil, because it is. That, that, that got me a whole bunch of people hating me now. It's completely dishonoring to God and how God made us. God made us male and female. He created them both. Male, female, male, female, male, female. Marriage is one man, one woman together, period. It is not anything else. And sex should only be confined to man, woman, marriage. It shouldn't be confined outside of marriage. There, there should be no sex outside of marriage and certainly no sex with children as the pedophiles are trying to do, right? So I get a little ticked off when stuff like this happens because yeah we can make we can make light of it and let's let's be honest the Babylon Bee they made you know they're making money making light of of reality, right? I mean they're telling the truth 
But then you got big tech censoring them. And the irony to me about this whole thing, the irony is that after they were banned on Twitter, they went on Facebook, right? Which I'm surprised hasn't banned them yet. And they actually did an ad trying to get people to, you know, subscribe to them for whatever it is a month to be part of their thing. And honestly, I'm just going to be clear. I subscribed to the Babylon Bee uh, as a free member. I went into their paid membership, you know, free. They, they let you do that for a week or something like that. And I went in and I, I, I didn't like it. I wasn't impressed, actually. Um, I don't necessarily find spending a whole bunch of my time mocking things and, and all that. And then listening to the blather that was going on inside the paid community of the Babylon Bee, it, it turned me off, actually. So I am not a paid subscriber of the Babylon Bee. But I will tell you that there are a number of broadcasters out there that that are and they like it, you know, and I guess that's to each his own. The point here, though, is that Twitter is banning free speech on their platform, speech that is actually grounded in truth. Right. OK, so now let's get to Daniel, because. Chapter 3 of Daniel, as I was reading this, uh, this week, I know I have to take a breath here, um, <clears throat> says this, I'm just going to show, I'm, I'm going to read the whole chapter, um, well, no, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, I'm going to read up through verse 25, <clears throat> so it says here, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits, and it's with six cubits. He set it up in the plan of Dura in the, in the province of Babylon. Nope, Babylon here. <laughs> the Babylon B, Babylon. Slight parallel. No, just kidding. Okay. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the officials, the governors, and the captains, and the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come up to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. So he, he, he called in, you know, everybody pretty much. Then the officials, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, to you, it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you should fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the mist of a burning, fiery furnace." Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Okay. So here is the edict. The edict was to worship the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. The image 
Think about that, okay? Just for a second. Just think about what is an image, right? We talk about images all the time in our society. We want to have the best image. It's put your best foot forward, you know, dress the part, blah, blah, etc. In this particular case, it was a, you know, it was an image of, uh, it was a golden statue, you know, big, huge image that they were supposed to worship. And he called all the leaders. Now, let me ask you something. Is there any parallel to today? With the nations, you know, trying to convince us to worship a certain belief. (laughs) We'll just leave it there for now, okay? Verse 8. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Okay, here we go. Here's the anti-Semitism. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. (sighs) Okay, so here you have some what we would refer to as snitches or tattletales, let's just say. Let's say the surveillance government of the day couldn't, didn't have a camera everywhere, but they had snitches and they told. They told on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music to fall down and worship the image which I have made, very well. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God who can deliver you out of my hands? All right, so we're just going to stop there for a second. Okay, so we have we have the Babylon Bee being banned by Twitter, a.k.a. Nebuchadnezzar, you know. So the Babylon Bee, <laughs> the irony of the name, <laughs> said what they said about Rachel Levine getting, you know, man of the year. The Twitter is like, No, I don't think so. In order for you to have access to your one and a half million followers on Twitter, you have to do what we say and you have to delete that tweet or else, or else you can never, ever, 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 ever tweet ever again. You are banned, aka thrown into the fiery furnace. (laughs) Okay. See the pillows. It's a parallel. I'm going to say it's the same thing. It's a parallel. Here's the thing, though. Okay? I also want you to note something. Nebuchadnezzar gave these dudes a second chance. So, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if you know the book of Daniel, you, you, you might know that they are, they are best buddies with Daniel. Daniel actually isn't in this story, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his buds didn't bow down. And they were called before the king, and the king was like, well, you know, is it true? Yeah, but okay, you're going to be, we're going to throw you in there if you don't do it. We're going to give you a second chance, which kind of tells you, kind of, maybe, that Nebuchadnezzar had a little bit of a soft spot in his, in his heart for these guys. Kind of like, man, I don't want you to die. But before all these people, I told you that, you know, if you don't do this, I'm going to throw you in there and you're going to be dead for sure. Twitter, you know, they could delete the tweet on their own from the Babylon Bee, but they're like not doing it because they're stupid buttheads. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. Uh, but they are giving the Babylon Bee a lot of publicity by, you know, by not, you know, by banning them basically. But anyway, okay. 13. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury, commanded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set? Okay, we already did this. Okay, now verse, six, verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Now, here's the amazing part to me about this. These men were bold, right? They knew right there that they were going to die because they would not bow down and worship that golden image. Even though Nebuchadnezzar tried to like, you know, sway them and threaten them again. They're like, okay, whatever. Hey, you know, our God can deliver us. And if he doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to worship your golden image. We're not going to do it. And that is a lesson for us, right? I mean, whether it be our social media presence being cut off, us losing a job somewhere, us getting thrown out of a church that's not biblical, uh, us whatever, you know, losing family members in our life because we follow Christ and we don't want to worship the golden image of whatever the politically correct thing of the day is. Um, these three men were resolved and they put their trust and their confidence in the Lord. And, and they, you know, the book of Daniel, honestly, is, is one of my favorite books because there is nothing bad written about, okay, about any of these guys, right? There's nothing bad written about any of these guys. And we will be going over a few minutes. <laughs> okay. Verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the forms of his vis, vis how do you say it? Vis, visage, vis, visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, he spoke and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. I, I personally would like to know how they did that. I mean, 
I don't know how they did that, but, but, you know, who measured it? But anyway, he commanded the most mighty men in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is kind of humorous if you think about it, because these three weren't, they probably would have walked in on their own. They didn't need to be bound. Um, and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. And these, then these men were bound in their trousers, their coats, their hats, and other garments, and they were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Okay? So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can picture this, like, in my mind. I can picture these big, burly men taking these fully clothed men. And think about why they were fully clothed. I mean, they were, like, royally clothed, like, with lots of clothing, because fire would have just, you know. And they were, like, healed into the fiery furnace. Those throwing them in got killed. But then verse 24 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. And he rose up in haste and spoke and said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, But I see four men loose and walking in the midst of the fire, and they are unharmed. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came to the mouth, near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace, and spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire, the officials, the governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together, saw these men upon these bodies. The fire had no power nor was the hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They have defied the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. And this part I love. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made like a dunghill, because there is no other God who can deliver in this way. And then it says the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. There you go. <laughs> I love this. I mean, this is this, this, you know, and then later we'll, we'll see Nebuchadnezzar. He ends up losing his mind eating grass and all that. And you can read that later. But I want to bring this up because, you know, whereas I, I'm personally not all, all that impressed with the Babylon Bee's paid version of their site, they do have a right to free speech. And they do have a right to call Rachel Levine a man because Richard Levine is his name and the man has testicles and a penis, okay? He's a man. I don't give a crap and they, they clearly don't give a crap that this guy is calling himself a woman. 
clearly he's got mental instability in his head. And the Biden administration also does because they put him in a position in the administration. Of course, Gavin Newsom in California does because now the judge over there is also transgender. Um, You know, it is what it is. But just like the kid, the emperor has no clothes. In that story, it was the child that said, hey, the emperor has no clothes. And you might want to go to a previous episode where we actually actually read the story. The emperor has no clothes. It was the kid that called it out at, for the BS that it is. And, you know, I have to tell you that, that you know what? The days are darker. And if we live in a day and age where speaking the truth about a man being a man is banned by big tech because they're afraid of truth, you know, then how much more so uh, when somebody comes to you and says, you know what, you bow the knee to this God over here and you deny Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Christian person that you are. And I want to ask you something and I'm going to I'm going to make a bold comment here, and that is I dare you. To stand up for Jesus. You know what? Those of you out there who engage in the political correct BS, ad, which advocates for the gay agenda by, by your tacit approval of being silent against it, you, in essence, are denying Christ. And that's a bold statement, but it's true. Because you're not speaking out against the abomination God calls it to be. And I know, you know, the Bible talks about many abominations, liars. All these people are going to be thrown into the lake of fire, right? But that issue in particular, this LGBT issue is a massive intentional deception and middle finger towards God because God created man and woman in his image. And that's why it's such an anathema. Beside the fact that it's got politically correct BS behind it and it's been marketing, you know, for decades that we're supposed to all approve of it and say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll give you a personal example. OK, I downloaded this this app. Um, I, I, it doesn't matter the name of it. It's a it's a it's an app, though, that that helps you keep on track with goals and stuff. And recently I was in this app and this is an app that has a Facebook community where, you know, people come in, you can friend one another in order to encourage each other. Make a long story short, this morning, as I'm looking in this app, a young woman who uh, decided to post a picture of herself, uh, she posted a picture of herself in this group, and she said, I'm so proud to be able to post a picture of me in here using this app was the first time in one week that I felt good about my trans, my, my gender fluidity and I'm gender fluid and I'm finally feeling good about who I am because of this app. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the comments coming down towards this young girl. And she probably I'm going to say is maybe 18, 19. She's not that old. Um, and they're like, oh, honey, you know, we're, we're so proud of you for being so brave in embracing your gender fluidity and all that. And my first thought was, 
Are you freaking kidding me? Even in this app, we have this BS going on in here. And not one person spoke up and said, what? Oh, I'm sorry. You might want to go see a therapist <laughs> and talk to them about why you're so confused about your gender. Of course, I know why she's confused about it. Because she's been marketed it for the last 30, probably her whole life, you know, because the marketing of evil of this issue has been going on for decades, right? But the other thing is, apparently nobody has told her that she was made in God's image as a girl and that God has a reason for her being female, just like the Lord had a reason for making Richard Levine a male and not a female, even though he's deluded into thinking that he is a female, right? We live in days where the devil wants to convince all of us that we have to praise something evil. And it is evil. And nobody wants to call it evil, though, because Satan has has control over the airwaves, right? I mean, hello, he does. That's why shows like mine are being banned and they're being struck and they're being silenced in the Babylon Bee because they dare to state the truth using humor, even though, you know, they know it could get abandoned. You know what? I give kudos to the Babylon Bee. You know, they're doing good work. I, I just don't, I, I personally just didn't find a lot of humor in their paid community. But whatever, they're, they're doing good work. They're, they're stating the biological truth in this case, and they're not bowing their knee to the God of Nebuchadnezzar, a.k.a. Twitter in this case. Um, and so that that's, should be applauded uh, because there's so many people who get into the crossfires when they dare speak out against the gay agenda or whatever. They'll backpedal. I could go through a whole list of people that have done that who are prominent Christian so-called leaders that have done that. And it's like, you know what? You either stand with God or you bow the knee to Nebuchadnezzar. What is it going to be? And so as for me and my house, we're going to stay with the Lord. And you know what? If we lose social media platforms like YouTube and other places that we can quote broadcast this show, we'll figure it out. We'll find someplace else, which is why you should go to our website and sign up for my email and get on our email list that way, you'll know where we're at. And when you're on our email list, you'll also be invited to come and participate in some actual Bible studies. You know, Bible studies where we actually open the actual Bible. The Bible, here it is, right here. Read it. If you're a believer, you should read this. Because it actually tells you how you should think and live. Um, so when you get on our email list, you can do that. If you struggle with reading your Bible, guess what? We can help you with that. Bible reading accountability. We're just going to ask you, where are you going to read? I'm in Daniel right now. <laughs> you don't know where to start? Start in Daniel. It's a good book. Um, so that's what we want to tell you. Also, I want to let you know my book, Pickleball Faith, Inspiration on and off the court is available. We just got our full stock. We're restocked up. So if you have not gotten this yet, we actually changed the price on our site in order to include free shipping. So you can go check that out at BibleNewsRadio.com. And of course, if you want to help us spread uh, the word about this show and just join us as the little little family of BNR we are. 
<laughs> that consider giving a one-time donation to our show or become a monthly subscriber uh, to our nonprofit. And when you do that, of course, you'll have Randall's gratitude and my gratitude, Mr.'s gratitude and Gideon's gratitude uh, because we're the ones that put this together for you. So, uh, so with that said, I hope you have a good week. Uh, we will be back here next week. Make sure that wherever you're at, you subscribe to us on whatever platform it is. And if you like what we have to say, leave a comment, share it out, and send us an email through our website uh, so that we can get some feedback and uh, hear, hear what you think. All right? So I used to always end my show this way. And today I think I shall end it this way again. Be bold, people. Stand up. And go with God, because he loves you. Yeah, he does. <laughs>